Hello and welcome to Live and Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have sent upon us the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, to lead and guide us into all the truth, to take of the things concerning the Lord Jesus and to reveal them unto us. And we thank you for this opportunity this morning. Lord, you've made it, you've given it, you've enabled us to take it, to come before you. And we ask all these things as have already been asked this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to read the passage of scripture where our message will come from today. And Luke chapter 1, if you have it there, you'll probably have it on the app, or whatever you might call that, or whatever that means. And um, anyway, you have it then in the hard copy here. And um, Luke chapter 1, I'll begin to read at verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child, because Elizabeth was more barren. And they were now both well stricken in years. And it came to pass, whilst he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he entered into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell on him. And the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. 
and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days whereon he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. Um, I happened to be preaching last Sunday morning in a place. Um, it belongs to a group, a very small group of churches called the Church of England Continuing because they continue on the sure and firm foundation upon which that church was planted and built. And uh, they don't belong to the setup in, in Canterbury. And I suppose they would say, and I would say with them, thank God that they're not under well-be. Neither are they uh, answerable to that fellow as up in York. I call him that because if you knew what he really believed, uh, you would have a shock. And um, then um, that's why they have that name. And of course, they follow a calendar. And in their calendar, last week was the first week of Advent. And I was there to speak in the morning and afternoon. And um, I did speak on this message of this, from this place. I know this much, it will not be exactly the same today, 
because the Lord is very particular and meticulous in all he does. And he suits the word to all of us. He suits it to me. He suited it to me last week. And he will suit it to me today. Different than last week. Praise the Lord for that. And he will suit the word to you. He always does. And you know, the Lord is always on time. Always on time, never early, never late, always on time. Do you know, the first moment of time began at a precise time. There was no time before it. And God himself was there, alone. And he chose to cause time into being. And when he caused time into being, he caused himself to be the creator. He wasn't the creator. He wasn't the creator before then. He was in his eternal unchangeableness. And he chose the moment, the first moment of time the millisecond of time. And from then on, everything comes in his time, in his order. And beloved, that is the God whom we worship and serve. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, always on time. And then we read about this dear couple. It seemed in every way that um, they missed the time. There was a day of their wedding day. It was on time. And then there were things that caused what would usually happen at a particular time not to come into being. And during those days, they would have been praying. When the message come, Zachariah, thy prayer is heard. It wasn't the prayer of that day. It was the prayer that he would have prayed whether his wife, dear, dear wife, joined him or not, whether they prayed together, it was a prayer that he prayed sometime in the past. And there was no answer. 
And the reason for no answer is that the time was not ready. Because you see, it wasn't the time that of that time was in the heart and mind of God. He was thinking of the precise time when the Lord Jesus Christ, in John's terms, the God John, the gospel terms, God John, the writer of the gospel terms, when the word became flesh to dwell amongst us. Paul, writing in Galatians, in one of the chapters, toward the first uh, verse of the chapter, comes out with something like this, that in the fullness of time, Jesus Christ came forth to be born of a virgin. Precise time. And everything goes according to God's eternal plan and purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus before time began. Hey, I tell you what, that didn't come out last week in that emphasis. Praise God. I'm praising God for that. You know what it is? Something fresh, something new. I said about many things last week. You don't get them in the study. Mind you, I'm not saying you should not go to the study. It's because you go to the study sometime that those moments such as this moment this morning comes into being. As not working of what he's begun. And beloved, you see the thing that was important in the next step in the plan of God was the coming of the Lord Jesus into the world to die at a particular time on the cross for sinners as a sacrifice for sin that we might be cleansed through his precious blood. And so God had those things in mind. What did John see him as and was revealed to him? As of a lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. The thing that has been emphasized this morning as the first moment in time. I only wish that it would come in on the record this morning. It's not mine. Pray that somehow the Lord might give me an opportunity to record uh, this sometime. And so... There was this visitation. In another place, he speaks of himself, the angel, Gabriel, who stands, who stand in the presence of God. 
You can't stand there at ease. Because if you're standing at ease, you can't go anywhere immediately, quickly. You've got to be up to attention. And he was not only standing to attention, his whole being was wrapped in attention, at attention. He'd been created to do a particular work. And time came for him to come to Zachariah. And he stood on the altar. The, the whole lot would have been, no doubt, facing east. On the right-hand side of the altar was the south side. And for whatever reason, and this was the altar of incense in a particular place, in that whole makeup of the temple, of which right, right down at the end, there was the place that was called the Holy of Holies, the holiest of all. And before that curtain, there was this place. And then there would have been a curtain behind again, and another place. And out in that place, the whole multitude were praying. They were in one accord. They were people like Simeon, awaiting the consolation, the comfort of Israel, because they needed comforting. The prophet Isaiah had spoken. Comfort, comfort ye my people, saith your God. And the time of that comfort was going to come absolutely on time. Oh, beloved, God is never late. If your prayer has not been answered yet, take heart. Every prayer in the will of God is heard. John says it in the epistle. This is the confidence that we have before God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we have the petition that we desired of him. And the angel comes. Zachariah is troubled and he's troubled so much that when I look at this in the Greek New Testament there are things that comes up doubling all the time and um, so much that fear fell fell upon him if I can put it like that he fear fell and then there's another word for fall, or coming on. And fear 
fell on, on upon him. It's as if there was this great weight of fear. He was soon expected, as soon as he'd done his part, to come out. We don't know how long he was in the state of fear, but the angel said, fear not, fear not. And as no soon as the words came, fear not, that dealt with fear, it cancelled it out. Cancelled it out. And fear was no more. And Zechariah was settled now to hear the next thing. And then the angel said to him, Thy fear not, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And when the name John was given, Johannan, it would have been, in the language which was his heart language, Johannan. And when J-H-N comes in Hebrew, it speaks of grace. It speaks of a gift. They wanted to name him after his father. But do you know, the name John was closely related in meaning and purpose to Elizabeth. John. He might have wondered what was coming next, you see. Because, you know, every family in Israel that was waiting for the consolation of Israel would have been hoping for one thing. Uh, hoping in the sense, you know, that I hope to catch the bus to get the train after the meeting. Hope in that sense, you know. Right. You know what I mean, don't you? You see, there's no uncertainty about it. Or perhaps there is, because if the bus broke down and the next one behind it, there's bound to be some, according to the notice, there's bound to be something coming between every... Um, seven to eleven minutes on a Sunday, you see. But, but, they were hoping that their child would be the Messiah, the Deliverer. But the name was John. And he had good sense to know that it didn't fit in. Being the father of a deliverer. No one can fit in being the father of the deliverer. One only. The father 
himself. And then, you know, he was content. I won't go into all the Greek to tell you this morning, but he was content. He was willing, I can add that the Greek means this, he was willing to be silent. Actually, I may as well tell you now, he was, it, it sounds ridiculous in English, he was willing to be silenting. He was silenting at the time, all the time, silenting until the time that silenting would be broken and he would not be silenting any longer. Thy prayer is heard. There have been many prayers prayed here. Even for the birth of a child, I've heard it, all, not always, uh, every time I come, but, uh, you know, it comes up often. But it only isn't, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Charles and his dear wife and family, others as well. Just think of the graciousness of God. He's been gracious unto you, and you haven't had to wait. You haven't had to wait. I'm losing myself off this, losing down here. You haven't had to wait. Oh, thank God for that. Haven't had to wait. Some prayer, you may still be waiting. And what's the encouragement? Because you haven't had to wait for many things. He enabled, perhaps this is a word that ministers patience and grace, or shall I say graciously ministers patience. And there's a contentment in your heart precisely at this moment precisely at this moment to wait for the answer. Because as sure as the answer was on its way for Zachariah, though it took a long time to come in the overall sense, it came. It will come because it has come for you with a a different prayer at a different time for a different purpose. And the wonderful thing it is this, that as all this was tied up with that precise time of the coming of the Lord Jesus, so everything is in the precise time to fulfill all the will of God for the Lord Jesus and fulfill all the will of God concerning us in the purposes that he has for his son, the Lord Jesus.
Living Word Ministries lived until a time when it was called Living Word Ministries International. It was international before it was called that. And then it continues. It continues now. Our prayer is that it will continue after and until the Lord Jesus comes again. We can't predict and prophesy if that will be so. Perhaps someday, someday, sometime might be so moved of the Holy Spirit to prophesy. Until that time comes, if we're not sure about it, we should just be quiet until the Lord moves by his Spirit. And so, the time came for him to come out. They were all wondering. He tarried so long, all wondering. And then they would have to wait, really, as he would have to wait, not only for the birth of John, but precisely eight days after. And beloved, I believe the purpose of our being here today is that you might hear that the Lord has everything in hand. The Father, our Father, has everything in hand. And that he will bear us along, carry us along, and as we are born and carried along, so the answers to our prayers will come and we will rejoice even as Zachariah and Elizabeth rejoiced. And there I must finish this morning. I am going to ask, may the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Because by his grace, we know it this morning. Right? We know it this morning. Isn't it a blessed thing that we haven't got to ask the Lord to bless his word to our hearts? It's a blessed thing. No, there's nothing wrong with blessing and asking him to do it. But, beloved, we can't ask him to do what he's already done. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. There's no purpose in it. 
Hey, I must stop now because I should have said amen when I was hoping to say it. Right? Thank you. Now then. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.